everybody. And welcome to That's Life, the show where the word Verizon has become a four-letter word. Good afternoon, folks, and thanks for listening. And thanks for all of you who uh, stuck with us during our, doing, during our technical difficulties during the live lunch. We hope that the next hour will be smooth, as will the rest of the afternoon. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And yesterday I was the driver. You can ask anybody. You can find me here every Thursday at 2 p.m. as I hope to bring you a little entertainment, a little news, and a little relief that the life you are leading is not nearly as wacky as mine. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. Avram, you need your mic. I'm about to cue Avram. Cue of What was that noise? Okay. Extraneous noise. Excellent. Uh, yes, I would say. Oh, it's people in the other room. I'm joined by my handy-dandy partner. How are you, Avrami? Thank God. Doing okay. <laughs> Avram, we've had... David, can you do me a favor and just shut that door? We have a lot of hot mics in here. Um, uh, yeah, things have been a little bit crazy with Verizon and everything else. Yeah, it's one of these, those kind of days that you just feel like you got to claw your way through. Hopefully people are enjoying it. and this. <laughs> yeah, they're sticking with you. Every minute feels a lot longer than it is. <laughs> I I agree. I wish it was tomorrow. Oh, there's a lot of feedback. Yes, echo. Yes, is that? Oh, hey, that's better. That is better. If you are a returning listener, if you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. And if you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. If Miriam L. Wallach once a week is just not enough for you, do what listener Rabbi Judah Michelle does. He friends me on Facebook. Send me an invite on LinkedIn. You can also shoot me an email. Miriam at NahumSiegel.com. I will not respond to you during the show. Not being rude about this. Just being honest. I will respond to you, please, God, when the show is over. Please also follow us on, follow us on Twitter, NahumSiegelNet. All one word. Let's go to our favorite segment. By the way, we should have done that in an echo. That would have been cool. Should we do it again? Can you hear it in an echo? I can make it louder so it's very echo. No, 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 no. There, oh, you there we go. Yeah, now we have sound effects. All right. I need a good fortune cookie. I brought me. <laughs> I really do. We got commitment is what turns a promise into reality. Um, commitment is what turns a promise into reality. It also turns people who are dating into married. I would give you a thumbs up on that one. All right, that's not terrible. Let's take care of some business. Here are some national holidays. This week, by the way, um, already started. Everyone deserves a massage week. It ends in two days, people. It is the third full week of July. So if you have not yet taken part in that, and you're, you know, a massage lover, do it. It's also Sports Cliché Week. It's Yeah, I know. I like that one. Uh, it's Sports Cliché Week. It seems, according to sources, that it always coincides with Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. So uh, I'm all about that. And, of course, I'm sure that Mo is listening. So Mazel Tov to Mariano Rivera on his uh, award. At, why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? As MVP? No, just every day that I'm looking like I'm crazy? Fine, thank you. Also, it's National Baby Food Week. It's also Rabbit Week, which is sponsored by magicians who use rabbits. I'm not making this one up. It's National Ventriloquism Week. Uh, it's also Comic-Con International, which I actually learned yesterday when we were at Hask, because you will have noticed, those of you who saw the pictures, that there were many, many counselors who got into the spirit of things at Hask, as counselors at Hask are known to do. They came prepared with their costumes, and I have a great picture of Captain America on the Darbuka. Yeah, I know. He was assisting Rabbi Dr. Benji Epstein as he was closing the show out with a beautiful song. And uh, it was just a great shot. So, yes, it's Comic-Con International. That starts today. And before it's over, National Scrabble Week begins. If, I know I'm going to bring a Scrabble set with me this weekend. Uh, it's National Scrabble Week, and it goes through uh, the 24th. I have to tell Toby. Is she a Scrabble fan? 
Uh, yeah, and uh, my last high score, 480. So try Are you to beat serious? That. Try to beat that. Did you Did you cheat? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Scrabble is a is a um, was a coming of age moment in our family. You never got to play with Poppy, my grandfather, Zachon Olavacha, unless you had watched a certain amount of games, understood. Like he would get frustrated if you would use like an X without or the. the by the way, the the echo is killing me. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, you know, can we put the air conditioning back on? Sure. Thank you. I know everybody's going to listen to that in the background. I'm really sorry, but it's like 200 degrees outside, and I can't, I can't uh, handle it. By the way, today is also National Caviar Day. We'll have to talk about Scrabble later. It is National Caviar Day. I am not participating in that. It's also Get to Know Your Customers Day. But Avrami, I want to make sure to make sure I want to make sure that everyone knows what tomorrow is. It's ZK's birthday, which is a national holiday here at the Nachum Siegel Network. So happy birthday, ZK! Um, and ZK, if you're Upset that I just announced that on the air. Keep in mind, I've already posted it on Facebook. Hashtag, as we like to mention different hashtags, and we hope that one will catch on. This week's hashtag is sick of sweating. Hashtag sick of sweating. It, the fact that by 7.30 in the morning I'm standing on the train platform and, uh, you know, I'm good for the day, it's really, it's it's just not fair. We have been experiencing, what? Okay, I don't know. I hear you. We have been experiencing unknown, um, crazy amounts of heat across the United States. Everyone should make sure to hydrate. And also, of course, post your pictures. You can send them to me. I will like them and hashtag them. Sick of sweating. Crazy follows me everywhere. We do have our first guest, though, on the air. Am I right? We have our first guest on the air. So we will go to my crazy story a little bit later because we don't want to keep our guest waiting. He's actually on the phone with us from Yerushalayim. Naftali Moses is the father of Avram David Moses, who was tragically killed in the Merkaz Harav shooting in 2008. Ah, Naftali lives in Efrat, I apologize, and teaches Jewish medical ethics. He wrote a book called Morning Under Glass, which describes his experiences of loss and longing and mourning under the public eye. He actually just returned to Israel from his trip to New York with his son, Alicia, Alicia participated in the New York City Triathlon last weekend as part of Team One Family, which raised money and awareness for victims of terror in Israel. Naftali, Erev Tov. Erev Tov, how are you, man? I thank God and well. I thank you for joining me. I, I have a feeling you literally just got back into your house. <laughs> so- you are... You are 100% correct. I've been here about, I've been here about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you can unpack, okay, no, you can okay. unpack later. Um, that's true. There you go. Um, so tell me, did you also participate in the triathlon? Well, I participated as a spectator, an involved spectator, but as a spectator. Well, that is more but than I, I did. Yeah, I did, no, I did walk a, a few miles between, you know, shuttling my son back and forth and making sure he got to the start line on time and, you know, there were different vantage points where I could watch him and uh, walked uh, quite a bit. For me, that was that was the day's work. How long did Alicia did Alicia train for the triathlon? Um, well, he's a boy who's in good shape. He's 17 years old, and um, uh, he trained seriously for about uh, nine, ten weeks. Wow, that's it. Uh, that's it. But you know, again, he's he's not a 50 year old, 51 year old man like myself who would. You know, need, need a year to train. He was a 17 year old boy who was running around, you know. Or a 37 or a, made out of rubber and spring. <laughs> you know. Or a 37 year old mother of six. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it in nine or ten weeks. Call yeah. a kavod to him. Um, how, how did you get involved in, uh, Team One Family and why did he decide to participate with them? Well, One Family, as you mentioned, is an organization, uh, that helps, uh, victims of terror and their families here in Israel. 
Um, one of the things that people don't know is that um, when something happens to your family like this, my, my oldest son was killed, as you said, in a terrorist attack five and a half years ago. Life just goes kablooey in ways that you can't even imagine. Just, just things, you know, and Baruch Hashem, um, on certain levels, my life is, uh, has a certain amount of normalcy to it. And other people just find themselves not being able to work. Other people find themselves sinking into very deep depression. Um, people wind up getting divorced. Mm. Uh, there's just a, an unbelievable amount of, of uh, floatsome and jetsome that winds up in your path. And people are just at a loss as to how to get themselves over these things. And that's where one family comes in. They really offer very, very individualized help. To, uh, to families in need, whether it's financial need, psychological need, emotional support. My children have very, very strong connection. They run a summer camp, uh, a camp during Cholamoid, uh, Pesach for a few days. And um, one of the things that they do are events like this, that they allow um, siblings uh, of, of uh, people who have been killed by terror to meet with other people from uh, America, from England, from Canada, and uh, the group in America, which has been doing for a number of years already this triathlon, as a way to help raise funds for one family. And uh, I myself, in, in a previous lifetime, was very, very athletically active. And Chantal Belsberg, who's the executive director of One Family, mm-hmm. asked me if I would be interested in doing this. And when I stopped laughing, I said, <laughs> well, well, maybe not me, but my son um, might might." You know, this might be something even just in, uh, Actually, I was a biker, and unfortunately, I got run over and uh, had my neck broken and different things. Oh, my. But, um, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, not nice. Uh, but at any rate, so my son, I asked him, I said, listen, you have 10 weeks. I'll train you. Cause, like I said, I, I ran uh, track in college, and I'm familiar with I said, I'll train you, but you got to be serious about it. And uh, I said, if you don't finish, you will, you know, you will look terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he did. And, uh, no, he really, he really, Hashem, he put a lot of time and effort into it, and we got him training. I took him even up to the Kinneret. Wow. Uh, people know about three hours from uh, Jerusalem to uh, to train in open water swimming. Mm. And he did a fantastic job. People who are in the know, he did a two-hour, 40-minute uh, first triathlon. Wow. Came in, his age group was the youngest age group, was... 24 and under. Wow. And he was the youngest participant in the entire triathlon, and he came in in his age group 19th out of 51. Nice. And 900th out of 3,500. Wow. Which is fantastic considering, you know, that his, uh, you know, he, he was in 17. He's not, you know, 25 at the peak of his, you know, he hasn't been training professionally, et cetera, et cetera. Good for so, him. Yeah, no, it was, very, it was a very good experience for him. How was and, it? How uh, was it for you training your son to run in this triathlon, to participate in this triathlon in memory of your other son? Um, you know, it's definitely bittersweet. Um, both my boys. I used to say if I would put them together, this was his older brother who would have been 21 now. Um, I said, you know, if I would put them together, we would have one average student between them. You know, that my oldest son was very, very studious. He was also, when he applied himself, as a good athlete, but in the last couple of years of his life, he spent his time just completely immersed in the base midrash, learning, and uh, my other son uh, has a, you know, a very, very different, uh, a very, very different uh, type of lifestyle uh, himself. He's much more interested in being outside and running around and uh, enjoying himself on the basketball court or bicycling, etc. Um, but I think it was also good for him. 
I think that he felt a connection uh, with his brother. Uh, one family was very nice. They made up you know, these kind of Livestrong bracelets that mm-hmm. people have for different things. So they made up a bracelet that they handed out. We had about 30 people all together in the one family team. And they handed out a bracelet the night before we had Friday night dinner together, the entire team uh, in Manhattan. And they handed out with one family on the outside and the inside. Uh, they had my son of Umbrella's name. Wow. And so everyone who participated um, had a bracelet like that. And I think it was very moving. It was very moving for me. I think, you know, it was for other people as well. And it helped, you know, them realize what they're helping to raise funds for and the importance of it. That's uh, so I guess it was, it was bittersweet. Were there other members of the team who were who were raising money specifically for a family member who was lost, or they were just generally? No, the, no. Everybody, everybody else uh, are from America, from the New York area. I think everybody, and um, you know, there's something somehow or another they got either involved through being active in sports, and they wanted to do something a little bit more uh, important. You know, give some give some more um, weight to their sporting activity, and some people came from the other side. They were involved with different tzedakah, and they found out about one family, and, you know, this was an opportunity for them as a kind of challenge to themselves, to their family, and they helped raise money. I, I don't know the numbers of how much money they raised, but I know that, um, you know, I, I can tell stories of, again, just the day before I left, I met with one of one family's um, regional directors who's responsible for helping families, and he was at a family in the South. And I, I won't say the numbers, but he showed me this woman who's just been completely devastated. She lost her husband in a rocket attack uh, in steroid, and she hasn't been able to work since. She's just been, you know, psychologically um, incapable of, right. of, of getting things back together. And he showed me the check that they bring her every month. Wow. You know, and this is just something that uh, not too many people know about the ongoing effects. Unfortunately... We say this kind of macabre joke. They would say, look, when the missiles fall, when the bus blows up, checks will come. <laughs> but, and, and it's a, you know, it's a black humor. Right, right. It's unfortunately true. But what people don't understand is that um, there's all sorts of, of help that people need. And there's all sorts of ways of connecting. Like this is, is I think, also not even talking about, about fundraising, but just I think it gave my son and myself a feeling like the name of the organization, one family, this great feeling of connection that, you know, there's people, there's 30 or 29 other people who are devoted months and months and months of training to do this event. And, you know, they were very willing uh, and happy to host my son and myself in uh, in their endeavors as well. Have you been able, have you been able or are you in a position to be um, a source of support for other families should they undergo it's the same, similar, or kind of tragedy mm-hmm. that you have. And I, I think I think there are certain people who I think see that as their role after undergoing something like this. I pick and choose where I think I can be of uh, help. For mm. example, I went. Everyone knows about uh, the Fogel family uh, massacre sure. in Itamar. Sure. And I went there to sit to, to, for a shiva visit, and I sat there for three hours on the sidelines, not saying anything, because there were a bunch of VIPs who came through. There were members of Knesset, and there were uh, ministers from the government, and there were high-ranking people, uh, all sorts of people. And they came, and they talked, and, so, and I sat on the sidelines. And I didn't say a word. Then when there was a lull after about three hours, uh, I, I literally sat there quietly for three hours, and there was a lull. I walked up to the father, whispered to him who I was, 
Um, and, you know, people know my name. They know right. my son was killed in the And we just embrace hmm. I um I have a and, and and I know I know it, 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 my voice gets caught in my throat for a minute, but I know that that embrace like we understand each other in a way that all these um you know these VIPs can't and that hug I know does something that all these speeches and all and all the visits and um, can't do so uh, that's also very important. I have a friend um uh, who unfortunately lost a son to cancer, and he said that part of his mourning. Um, after in the, in, within the within the first year of his son's passing, he would go specifically to families with whether he knew them or not to pay a shiva call mm-hmm. to families who also had lost children. You know, had just recently lost children from cancer. And um, after about two years of doing this, uh, another friend of his also uh, went through the same situation and lost a child. And he started to take that friend with him to pay shiva calls to other people. And he said, he said, whether or not you speak, it doesn't really matter, but it's healing for you and it's healing for them. And, mm-hmm. and he felt that that was part of his role. And, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, thank God I, I can't speak to that, but, but mm-hmm. I, I imagine that it takes a, a, a tremendous amount of strength and a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of bitachon in Hashem to be able to be that person, whether it's you in that room or him in that room. Mm-hmm. Well, one of, one of the reasons I think that uh, I wrote the book that I wrote, Morning Under Glass, was also to help share something in my experience that um, it's just so incomprehensible, the loss of a child. We, we just don't, I, I don't know if like there's a psychological mechanism, like people say, I don't know if it's true, that you can't dream of yourself dying. You know, but, but people can't really imagine, sometimes you get scared a little bit, but people really can't imagine uh, you know, a child that they have brought into the world not being there anymore. And there's something so uh, incomprehensible about that. A lot of what I wanted to write about was to try to open up a little bit of a window into that experience and to help people understand. Because um, there's a lot of well-meaning, um, but maybe slightly misplaced right. uh, efforts also uh, and things that my family went through. Was and the- part of the reason why I wrote was to try to um, direct people. Like I, I spoke once at Yeshiva here in Israel in Beit Shemesh, and they had lost uh, a neighbor um, who got shot in uh, Aza, and uh, a young boy. And they said they, you know, didn't really know how to relate to the family. Should the Yeshiva go over there? And one of the things I said, and I write about this in my book, one of one of a, a fantastic forgotten art today is the art of letter writing. Hmm. And I received, I have a chapter in my book devoted to letters and that I received, and it's something that's so non-intrusive but can be very, very meaningful. Right. And it's something, it's not like an email that pops up in your face. Right. It's something been, you know, I had these hundreds of letters. I didn't even open them until six months after my son was born. Ah. And then I was able to take my own time. I responded uh, how I wanted to respond to who I wanted to respond. And it was very non-intrusive, but it, it, it was a real connection. One of the... the most touching letters I got, and again, this is six, seven months after the fact, was from a uh, student at Lamaz, uh, 11th grader, uh, who was about my son's age, and she wrote to me when they heard the news, it was the first time in five years that she went to Davenin. Wow. And that was very, very touching. That was very, very touching to hear that there was, you know, had some positive effect. And I don't know who this girl is, and... But it doesn't matter. It was very touching for me 
to hear that you know people wanted to respond in some way. Well, how and, long uh, how long ago did you make Aliyah? Oh, I've been here for a long time. I've been here for uh, thirty years. You've been there for thirty years. So all of your children are Sabra. Yes. There's um there. There's a different kind of commitment. <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. a, the connection you have with the land and the, and the bringing up of your children there. Do you mm-hmm. uh, do you relate to the other families from Merkaz Harav who also suffered the same loss? Well, we, some of us are better friends. You know, we're all, we all have a certain connection together. I also talk about that, and there's another chapter I talk about that type of connection that we have between us. Um, my The only family I knew beforehand was my son's uh, study partner, his chavuta, uh, was murdered together with him. And these were two kids who had been learning together since the fifth grade. Oh. And so I knew his family a little bit just because our children were friends. But, um, you know, these are people who were kind of thrust together by faith. Uh, and um, some of them I'm closer with and some of them I'm not close with. But we all, you know, we all know that we're, we're somehow connected uh, together. Naftali, how can people get the book? Well, the book is available on uh, Amazon very easily. Okay. Uh, or go, I have a website also that's called uh, www.tragic-death.com, and I have enough of an Internet presence that I, I imagine if someone puts in the tiny modules, they'll find it. But it's Morning on the Grass is on Amazon easily uh, available. How long after, just oh, I know we only have a couple minutes left, how long after the 2008 um just tragedy is the only word you can you can use. Where, did you did you write the book? Did you have the strength? Did you decide you wanted to sit down? Yeah, well, I'll tell you about. It took about you know a first year just to kind of catch my breath, right? Until I could breathe again, and that was just a year of, of being in shock and trying to uh, get through that year. And by the end of that year, I had really been thinking about a lot of what I would do differently, perhaps, what I would say differently, the thoughts that I had about um, things that had happened. And I've written books before. I have a doctorate in medical history, and uh, I've written, uh, published uh, a reasonable amount. Mm -hmm. And um, so that next year's project, the year after, I sat down uh, for about nine months. A lot of it was collating. I I did a um, survey of how the media here in Israel and throughout the world also covered the events. Okay. And uh, some, some of them I was very critical of. For example, an Australian newspaper um, compared the death, you know, kind of two families in mourning story, the my family and the family of the Arab terrorist whose son was, you know, killed. He was killed because he was shooting innocent children and he was stopped. But, but you know, they made it so... Some of the things that I, did, I wasn't even aware of them at the time, and only when I started doing some research about how the media covered things, um, that was a uh, very eye-opening. Did you did you catch the um, the photo uh, literally with a minute left? Did you catch the the um, photo essay in the New York Times last weekend of the uh, no. you you saw it? No, 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 I didn't. Oh, there, yeah, it's it's worth looking at simply for simply just because you're unfortunately an expert in the topic, where they have side-by-side Israeli families and Palestinian families uh, mm. com- comforting each other in the and, and engaged in dialogue. And it's this mm. photo essay that somebody had posted on Facebook, which is why I was aware of it in the first place. And mm. I, w- I, I would be interested to hear your criticism 
of it as well, but that that would have to be for a follow-up conversation. Naftali Moses, um, I I thank you very, very much for joining us, especially since you are literally right off the plane. Um, Again, a father of Avram David Moses, who was Nifter in the Merkaz Harav shooting in 2008. His book is called Morning Under Glass. It's available on Amazon, and he is recently back after his son participated in the triathlon here in New York City to raise money for one family. I want to thank one family for putting us together today, um, especially at the last minute, um, and making this interview happen. So, Naftali, Kolakavo to you. Continued strength. Thank you very, very much. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Take care. You're listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and I'm not exactly sure how to make this transition, but I'm sure that Yossi Zablocki is going to help me. Yossi Zablocki is the president of the National Jewish Conference Center, otherwise known as Kutcher's. And with Shabbos Nachamu rapidly approaching, rapidly approaching, otherwise known as tomorrow, we wanted to make sure that anyone who still had, did not have plans could take an opportunity and be in touch with Yossi and make their reservations at Kutcher's. Hello, Yossi. Hey, how are you? Good, thank God. Well, I'm looking at uh, the the clipping from the newspaper with everything going on this weekend, and all I can think about is the heat. How are you managing the heat? Yeah, uh, hello? Are you there? I'm here, yes. Okay, so, Yossi, y- y- are we all right? You got me? I mean, the, the heat, I hope you're able to hear me well. The heat is, I mean, crazy. At the moment, I'm calling you from the city upstate. It's a little bit cooler than it is um, in the city, but uh, either way, the heat is... Uh, it's going to be a crazy weekend. The heat is quite oppressive, and you have numerous things going on um, over the weekend. And I guess we should start with what usually the highlight of Shabbos Nachamu, which is the Saturday night concert. Um, the Mosley Shabbos concert is going to be the craziest concert the Catskills has ever seen. Um, the past two years, we had eighth day for um, Shabbos Nachamu. So we figured, okay, what can we do this year to be able to top having eighth day for Shabbos Nachamu? And the answer is obvious to have eighth day again. <laughs> but this time, we're going to have Benny Friedman as well. Wow. And Shlomi Gertner. Wow. And Yoni Z. And so, and not to take anything away from eighth day, who we love and we've had the past three years, is now a Kazaka, but this concert is going to be the biggest concert ever in the Catskills. You know, putting Benny Friedman, who is the, the hottest thing on the Jewish music scene at the moment, as far as I can tell, and, and eighth day, which has probably been the hottest band over the past three right. years on right. the Jewish music scene, Together with Swami Gertner and Yoni Z, it makes for an unbelievable, crazy concert. Yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, I joke that uh, Yesh Tikva is probably the song I play the most, but I haven't gotten sick of it yet. It's just that good. That's right. That's right. It's great. It's going to be really exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, Kutcher's always has the best programming of, you know, any any environment you can go to. Anytime you come to us for a Shabbos, doesn't matter whether it's Shabbos, Nachmuk, or any other Shabbos, we have non-stop programming. You know, we had the Maccabees there for July 4th as part of our Shabbos office. We're going to have, throughout the rest of the summer, we have everything from, from a Shabbat Chazanut to a Kalbach Shabbos to, to um, we have um, one Shabbos where we're having, I don't even know what to call this, this, this type of environment. We're going to have Yaakov Mutzin and Avram Rosenblum and Moshe Shore all doing a joint concert together. I don't even know how to put that together in words. I was about to say, I don't think you just did it justice. Right. <laughs> We're calling it a musical extravaganza because I don't know how else to put those three acts together in any way to make sense, but it's going to be an unbelievable concert as well. That's what Christmas is about. It's the National Jewish Convention Center, and you come up there for a Shabbos, and you get nonstop entertainment. Well, now, you know, Nachum always talks about the family programming over Pesach. There is nothing that he doesn't stop talking about of how happy his kids are over Pesach. Is there a camp for the kids? 
Of course, of course. We always have a day camp going on. I mean, just for Nakamu, this, 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 this plan for the day camp for this, for this coming weekend, as soon as they come to the hotel, there's going to be the blow-up bounty slides outside. So even while the parents are checking in, the kids are able to sort of be off the parents' shoulders and doing their own thing outside. We have, obviously, a day camp going on. We're going to have Mark Garfinkel, who's an unbelievable young magician, is going to be doing magic tricks throughout the entire weekend, running around with the camp, with the adults in the dining room, just doing magic one thing after another from table to table, from lobby to lobby. And then Sunday morning he'll do a show for the kids. So the kids are really, really taken care of nonstop with entertainment. I think we should go through the summer lineup. So after Nahamu, what do you have going? I mean, I'm looking at this ad, and, of course, the thing that's sticking out in my head is the Ladies' Revive Week. But let's go in order, because that, I mean, there are, that looks amazing. But let's okay. let's go, let's start in order. So we got Nahamu going this weekend with the concert of the century. Right. So I, I really have this program like a cruise ship. You really can just, like a, it's like a menu of entertainment. So this weekend we have Nahamu, we discussed that. Next Shabbos we're having what I'm calling my... My cantorial Shabbos, my Shabbat Chazanut, which on Motzei Shabbos is going to translate into a three tenors um, concert with three unbelievable singers. I had two of them there for Pesach. Um, I'm adding um, Chazan Mayor Goldberg to the mix, as well as the Meshorim Choir there, Kiddush Choir. So it's going to be a whole thing, you know, for both Shabbos and Motzei Shabbos with this three tenor concert. That's unbelievable. Um, the following weekend... The following weekend, Savior Unbelievable, the following weekend is really the most unbelievable thing that I've pulled off in my tenure, in my opinion, at Kutcher's. Okay. I, I, you know, for years we've been going up to the Catskills, and every summer there are these Goyesha um, uh, uh, carnivals that come into town right. for a few days. You can't really enjoy yourself the same way that, that, the, that, the, that the, the, the people who keep, you know, we eat non-kosher food do because when you show up there, there's non-kosher cotton candy, not kosher right. popcorn, non-kosher hot dogs, pizza. Right. Said, my my husband, my, sorry, my husband was just joking with my kids who were going to, the, like, the Wayne County Fair with camp that they should make sure to bring home a cow. But that's exactly, exactly like, you know, the atmosphere. And every time you oh. see these ads for it in the, in the paper or you watch it on TV, like, you know, if you were if you were not keeping kosher and you're not Jewish or whatever, those things look like a hoot. Exactly. So we've taken the, exactly the Wayne County Fair, probably the same producers of the Wayne County Fair, because they hit every fair um, across, you know, across New York, and I believe they're actually the same people who are doing it. And I said to them, you know what? Instead of doing a Sullivan County Fair the way you usually do it, which doesn't really attract so many people, and it's not, and it's, and it's a non-kosher environment, let me do it at Kutcher's. Let me try bringing it to Kutcher's, the same county fair, the Sullivan County Fair, except now it's going to have only kosher food, only Jewish music. You know, and we're going to market it to the firm community. Cool. And I had no idea if this was going to work or not, so we started marketing it to the camps. Because last year they told me that in Sullivan County they got two camps to be able to come to their Sullivan County Fair. I said, look, let me do it my way. We'll have one day boys, one day girls. Oh. Then, we'll mix it, then, we'll, then we'll mix it up. Then we'll mix it up on Friday so it's everybody, families will come Friday and Sunday. And we'll have it for four days. We got 6,000 campers oh. registered. No way. We had to we had to make it a day earlier and extend it a day later. So now they're coming to Sullivan County from Tuesday the thirtieth and staying until Monday the sixth, I believe it is. because um, we didn't have enough room to accommodate everybody because we have over six thousand campers coming. We're doing a teens night for girls on Wednesday night or Thursday night, I can't remember which one the girls camp. We're doing we added a Tuesday night program. We have um two uh Sotmer camps taking up the whole day on Monday, and Friday and Sunday is still open to the general public. It's going to be kosher food. We're going to have kosher pizza there, hot candy, ice cream, 
We have um, Sizzle Sticks is bringing a kosher meat truck no. to the location. Good so for you. Vending. This sounds We're gonna have, great. It's going to be crazy. We have Jewish We have you know Jewish vendors coming. We're still adding to the list of the vendors. Um, we're going to be setting up various Jewish type of vending stuff there since we're going to have this huge you know from crowd coming. Is there a pie? We, is there a pie eating contest? I don't have a pie eating oh. schedule yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe you could, you could bring the pies and do that. And I also we've renamed the rides. We have sponsors from the from the um, stores throughout the Catskills who are re-sponsoring the rides. And so each ride is now going to have a different name. Instead of it having the usual, whatever the guy should, you know, you know, Carnival calls it, right. each ride is going to be called, you know, you know, Benny's something other ride. We're going to rename the rides. It's going to be for the first time ever for a full week just for us, just for the, you know, Jewish community, a, a, a kosher carnival. That's unbelievable. Is there, so, I have to ask you, Yossi, because Avrami, our engineer, is dying to know, and I'm sure it's on everyone's mind, is there going to be funnel cake? It's gonna be fun, okay. You know, that was actually asked, that was actually asked me at the very beginning when I started organizing this thing. A friend of mine, um, asked me if it can be funnel cake, and I, 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 he said you have to have funnel cake. But the truth of the matter is, I don't have the answer because the, I, I, I cannot tell the vendors what they're bringing. But I can tell you that we're gonna have the ice cream trucks gonna be there, the cotton candy person's gonna be there, two or three food vendors. They're gonna be making whatever they're gonna be making for the community. I hope that they hear right now that there's a request for funnel cake so that we can get some kosher funnel cake up there. I was about to say. So if they're listening, we might, might, might have something that rhymes with schmunnelschmake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, it, it, it's funny. I'm going to ask you what might be a totally ridiculous question. But how did you research this? Did you literally go to every fair around town? And I do mean that by town loosely. And did you go around and take notes and say, this is something I want, this is something we can do? Well, I, I went to the fair, one of the local fairs last year. I'd gone the previous year also because I take my kids every year. I went over to and I'm looking at the fair and I'm saying, you know, I can do this at Kutcher's. We could have something that's this size there. We have the property. I went over to the person who was in charge. I said, how does this thing work? How do you put it together? You know, they said it wasn't so successful last year in Sullivan County. I said, let me try it because I'll be doing it differently. You know, we signed a contract already in the fall with them. And, you know, we're doing it in conjunction with the Hebrew Day School of Sullivan County. It's a fundraiser, actually, for the Hebrew Day School of Sullivan County. And nice one of know. the people who were who was working for the Hebrew Day School spent, you know, the better part of the winter calling the various camps and telling them about this idea. Word spread. And, you know, two seconds later, we've got, uh, you know, we've got 6,000, you know, over 6,000 people booked already. That's incredible. And that's incredible. not the walkthroughs that are going to come Friday and Sunday. Now, the key for the hotel, by the way, is that the hotel kids, the kids who come up for Shabbos with their parents, they're going to be able to go on the rides for free. Oh, so nice added the, bonus. It's an added bonus. So people should, you know, people with families, kids that aren't in camp, and it's visiting day weekend. Right. So hopefully a lot of families are coming up to the hotel. They'll go pick up their kids at camp, and they'll take them back to the hotel for, for, for civil sticks and for carnival rides. For people, kids, for people who don't appreciate just how close Kutcher's is to, to the camps, I mean, how far are we talking? Oh, it's right there. I mean, the camps, you know, I've got, a, I've got one of the camps is down the road. You can hold your breath and get there. I mean, we're right in the heart of, of you know, Sullivan County, right in the heart of the Catskills. The camps are all over. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, the whole, the whole area is a camping seat. So if you don't want to stand online at Como Pizza on Sunday and waiting for your pie of pizza, you can take your kids to Kutcher's and go hang out at the country fair. 100%. Come to Kutcher's, come there for Shabbos, and then come there for the fair as the fundraisers, fundraisers of the Hebrew Day School on Sunday. Are they blown away, by the way, the, 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 the other organizers? Are they blown away by the response? Yeah, the, the, they've never seen anything like this. The, um, the people who run the, the, uh, who run the, the fair going from, you know, from, from place to place, 
they, they didn't understand this idea of having on a Wednesday and on a Thursday when they're usually empty that I'm bringing a thousand people. They, did, they, did they not know that there were Jews in the Catskills? <laughs> um, they knew there were Jews in the Catskills. It's a question of how you make, how you target them Absolutely. and how you make, you know, that's, that's the advantage of what I'm doing is I'm not running, you know, just a hotel. This is, this is the National Jewish Convention Center. It's dedicated to the Jewish community. Right. Um, it's, you know, on a certain level provides a service to the Jewish community of, of, cultural, Jewish cultural events, and, you know, even though this is not so much an educational event, this is something that we've been missing, you know, all along, that we don't, you know, we have 100,000 people upstate that are from throughout the summer in the Catskills, but we didn't, we never took this over. We never took over the entertainment portion of the Catskills. Listen, now, not everybody could pull this off, Yossi. You know, I'm, I'm being serious. This is something I, like, it's got to happen with you, it's got to happen at Kutcher's. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I work very hard from week to week coming up with programs that's going to be different and, and attracting, you know, different segments of the Jewish population. And it's, look, it's, it, it, it keeps me very, very busy. And often can attest that it's, right. you know, that, uh, that this would be a full-time job if I wasn't also running a hotel, you know, in terms right. of the maintenance and the, and the food and everything else, just doing the programming. Now, let's, but, talk, um, let's talk a little bit more about me, the Ladies Revive Week. Okay, so, so for the following weekend, after... This is the August, um, starting August 12th, after the, uh, the Yaakov Motsin, Avon Rosenblum Shabbos. Um, we're having a Ladies Revive Relaxation Week. Um, I don't really know if it's relaxation or the opposite of relaxation, but it's a week that's going to be dedicated, this is the midweek, dedicated to women and their needs and their, their, uh, their physical and emotional mental needs. What I mean by that is that we're going to have everything that we could think of that women are looking for for a summer break. We're going to have aerobics. We're going to have Zumba, obviously. We're going to offer everybody a free massage. Additional massages will be on them. We're going to have a manicurist, a makeup lady, uh, a shadow lady who will talk about how you, um, I guess, blow dry or do whatever you're going to do with shadows. Um, my husband says gonna... to me, you should know, by the way, Yossi, my husband says to me all the time, why can't you just do your shadow yourself? And I always say to him, I never played with Barbies. But I, <laughs> well, I was about to say, but if somebody would teach me, I would be able to do it. Exactly. So we're going to have a cooking class. We're going to have a, a um, we're going to have, uh, Yal Ressler will be up there who's going to be, you know, doing various lectures that are geared specifically towards women. It's everything that is possibly geared towards women. Now, if the, if, if the people want to stay, if they want to stay on through the Shabbos, that following Shabbos, what we're offering to the women that come to this program is they can stay over Thursday night for free and bring their husbands up for Shabbos if they're staying over. And then we were going to have that next Shabbos, something that's geared a little bit more towards a relationship Shabbos. I'm still working out those details. I hope to have Shmuley Boteach there. Um, we have a couple of other psychologists that are coming up, and we're going to have more of a family relationship Shabbos. So it sort of flows from one to the other. Oh, I see that now. I see. I, I get the whole picture. Very interesting. I was about to say, because you might kill the rejuvenation by just bringing up the spouses that weekend. You know, it yep. all goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So some people are going to leave. Some people are going to stay. But either way, that first midweek is dedicated towards the women and everything that they're going to want to be doing for that midweek. It's right before their kids come back from camp. So it's right before women are driven crazy by having all the kids show up again. Um, so it's really dedicated towards all the different things that, that women might want to be um, you know, engaging for the week. Of okay, course, now, I, had to, I had to program this, and what I know about what a woman wants for a relaxing week, I had to get a real education about that. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I hope you did serious research on that one. You had a whole, was, like, panel. It was easier programming the carnival. Uh, listen, we're a finicky bunch, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, Rummy said before we were having a little trouble with Verizon, and Abrami said something like, Verizon's very moody. I'm like, it's like a moody woman. And he said, you, can't, you can say that. I can't say that. I'm like, that's right. 
You cannot say that. Exactly. So, you know, (laughs) dealing with this, I am sure that you asked a lot of people before making any decisions to make sure that you got it all right. That's correct. So now before we turn around, it's Yuntif. You know that, right? Before what? Before we turn around, it's Yuntif. All of a sudden, the summer's going to be over, and uh, I'm baking honey cakes. So we're already programming Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. You know, we're the only place. There'll be other programs that will pop up for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. We will be the only place that is open Rosh Hashanah. Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and Torah, as well as Cholam Wow. Because we're not a program that pops up for a few days. We're the National Jewish Convention Center, and we are there for the firm community or Jewish community all the time. So I'm already programming my whole Rosh Hashanah schedule, Sukkot schedule. It's going to be, you know, you know, we had an amazing Sukkot last year. I hope to repeat that again this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I just move from one event to the next. It doesn't ever stop. I was about to say, so then what happens when Sukkot is over, Yassi? I mean, when do you go on vacation? I, um, I'd, like to say, I'd like to say right after Sukkot's over, and maybe, maybe this year with two Adars, I'll get a little oh. bit of a break. But I start planning, I start planning Pesach right after Sukkot's over. That's um, that's pretty intense. You're like the guys who bake matzah as soon as they put right. away their Sukkah. By the way, we we would be remiss if we did not mention that Rabbi Avram Rosenblum was going to be at Kutcher's the weekend of August 10th. Correct. I mean, there are huge Rabbi Avram Rosenblum fans. Oh, my God, I just tripped over that. Rabbi Avram Rosenblum fans around here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I think that's an understatement. Right. Oh, it's going to be an amazing, amazing weekend with Yaakov Mostin, Moshe Shore, and Avram Rosenblum. It's going to be a crazy, crazy weekend. Well, every weekend is a crazy weekend. That's I was just, about just, to say, every weekend is a crazy weekend. Do you have anything specific going on for Labor Day? Um, we are running what is we're calling a Klezmer camp. Um, from the Wednesday before Labor Day until Monday after Labor Day. So there's going to be lots of uh, activities and lectures and stuff all relating, all, you know, you know, relating to, to Yiddish and Klezmer camp and Klezmer music. Um, so we're going to be doing that for the few days beforehand. And then Labor Day we'll do, you know, we're going to do programming also independent from that. We always do. I don't know who the Moti Shabbos act is going to be yet, but I'll have a couple weeks to work on that. So you're basically giving yourself about a four-second lead time because <laughs> you've just gotten this down so good. Right. <laughs> well, Yossi Zablocki, I thank you for joining me, and I thank you for coming on. You were, as always, a phenomenal guest, and the lineup at Kutcher's is absolutely unbelievable. For more information, people can go to kutchers.com. That's K-U-T-S-H-E-R-S.com. They can also call 1-800-431-1273 or 845 845- Seven nine four six thousand. I'll also be posting that on Facebook to make sure that anyone who wants to take part in any of these unbelievable opportunities can be in touch with you. Yussi, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Take care. You're listening care. to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And we are very quickly going to turn to our third and final guest, Yaakov Hawk. The last time when we last met Yaakov Hawk, he was cutting class. No, um, actually he was a little bit cutting class, but that's because he was on the phone with us telling us about the bike ride he was doing across the country in support of the friendship circle and now i am i don't even know where to find out where you are yakov but are you like in the sahara so right now we're in kentucky actually well sahara was a joke because that's not in the united states but that's okay how are you (laughs) i'm good i'm good actually today's about 98 degrees and about 80 percent humidity okay so so you are in the sahara yeah uh, (laughs) except the humidity oh Um, it's not dry you right now from Millville, Kentucky. A population, uh, a population, how many? I'm not sure, but I'm in somebody's pool, actually. <laughs> I'm with my friend in somebody's pool, 
Is that, that would cool me off a little bit before we finish the ride. That's pretty cool. Is that that's that's hysterical? Is that because there was just an empty pool and you guys said we're going to invade, or somebody, or you just knocked on somebody's door? This was set up beforehand. We pretty much knocked on somebody's door. <laughs> Listen, you got to do what you got to do. So I. It is very high out here. You have no idea. I, I, I want you to know that I've basically been in the studio as much as possible today because it's pretty brutally hot outside of Manhattan. It's, it's, it's pretty bad outside. But I will tell you, I'm not bike riding. So I do, I do think you win in this competition. Yeah, it's pretty bad. How, how many, <laughs> how many miles do you have left? Till New York? I think it's about 800 miles, maybe. Oh! Oh, just 800 miles. I mean, for you, that's like, what, a day? <laughs> we actually, it's, it's, it's still too much, actually. <laughs> you're, you're exhausted. Just, everyone's exhausted. I can only imagine. <laughs> Your fa- By the way, I want you to know that for those people who have not been following Yaakov on Facebook, you really should. Some of the pictures that he's been posting have been pretty incredible and also incredibly inspiring. It takes a tremendous amount of training, kayak, and just mental stamina to be doing what you're doing. Just remind everybody where you started and where you're going to be ending up. We started in San Diego, and we're actually ending in New York on Long Island. So I heard you guys have pretty brutal temperatures this week, but trust me, it's nothing compared to here. (laughs) Is the bluegrass actually frying? I think that that's probably what you're looking at. I don't know. All I've seen today was mountains. It was terrible. Oh no! Have you? What was the coolest thing you've seen so far? I know that at one point you and I were messaging back on Facebook, and you said, "Hold on one second. We're underneath a bridge because there's a lightning strike." And I was like, "Okay, that's just not normal." Yeah, no. There have been a lot of crazy things that we've seen, and then we've also just seen some pretty amazing things. Like there's a there's a canyon in Arizona. I think it's called the Salt River Canyon. So. It's about 2,000 feet deep, and there's roads that go to the bottom of that. So when we were descending that, besides the fact that it was absolutely beautiful and breathtaking, it was 11 miles of descending, and basically everywhere was going about 50 miles an hour. It was just this beautiful scenery in the background. Right. It was pretty great. And that I can hear the water. I can hear the pool in the background. That's awesome. Don't do anything different. I, that was the best sound effect I think we've ever had. Okay, so then on the way up, the ascent out of that canyon was how was how hard? It was seven miles, and it took everybody about an hour. Really? That's it? Was, it? It was it was terrible. Oh my gosh! It was, hot. it was Arizona, so it was very very hot and just absolutely hard. Yeah, to me, when you're saying it took us an hour to get out of there, I'm like, that's great time, but you're telling me that's bad time. I mean, it might be good time, but we were going about five miles an hour. <laughs> five, six miles an hour, just forever. That is that is brutal. So basically, you're at the point where you can eat anything you want because you're going to burn it off by the time the day is over. Uh, you can't even eat enough at this point. Oh my gosh. How many power bars are you keeping with you? Um, enough. How, I probably eat like six, seven granola bars a day. Wow. And have you seen any cool wildlife? There was a there was an article in the New York Times Magazine last weekend of um, people who camp out at Yellowstone, and there was this great picture of what seemed to be a husband and wife in, in like lawn chairs watching bison go by. And I just imagine that you were somewhere going through some kind of field, and all of a sudden there were like cattle. Yeah, no, we've seen tons of birds. Actually, today I saw, like, these three, like, 
yellow and black birds, which were pretty nice looking. And we saw a tarantula, actually. You saw we a tarantula? Yeah. How did you know? I'm I, I'm not familiar with I'm not I'm familiar enough with insects, but somebody really knew it was a tarantula. Or are you like? Yeah, no, it's like a very uh, fuzzy spider. We were actually driving when we saw this. One day we decided to go to a, a state park. Okay. Just like four, and as we're driving, somebody screamed, "Oh, there's a tarantula on the floor!" So we stopped and all took <laughs> pictures of it. <laughs> Tell everybody about the group that you're with, the age differential, where everybody's from, the backgrounds. So actually, I'm. Um, here with another one of my friends in this school. He could actually introduce himself. His name is Mendy Myers, and where are you from? Slovakia. Okay. In Central Europe. That's that's pretty cool. Hello, Mendy. Hi. Mendy, you enjoying the ride? Yes. I mean, as much as one can enjoy in this weather. <laughs> Mendy, how did you get involved in Friendship Circle? Actually, my I was speaking to my sister about her summer plans, and she told me she was biking from Miami to New York for the Friendship Circle. And, and, I, you didn't, and you didn't think that was long enough, so you wanted to top her and go cross-country? Something like that. <laughs> I love siblings. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, uh, I thought it was a great cause and the opportunity to do something that I do well for this cause. And have you ever seen heat, have you ever seen heat like this? Um, from my window. <laughs> it's beyond. That's that's a good that's a good answer, Yaakov. You were telling me about uh, the oldest member of your group. So unfortunately, actually, the oldest member of our group was 67 years old, and he got hit by a car <gasps> I think this past Sunday and no. broke his collarbone. Oh so, my God! Unfortunately, he's no longer riding with us, but we hope he is a foolish lamb. His name is Marty Gordon. He's actually from Israel, Jerusalem, oh. and hope all is well by him. Oh my word! And he got hit while you guys were while while you guys were riding. He got hit while we were riding while we were riding in Memphis on for, on Sunday morning. Oh my word! Wow. Okay. Well, you were uh, you were at least in a populated area, so he could get quick medical care. Yeah, absolutely. And the Chabad Shluchim in Memphis knew like the head of the ER or something, so he got. You got taken care of, I think. Let me tell you, Chabad, they are absolutely amazing in so many different situations. They are really like the go-to guys. Um, so, Yaakov, you're expected back in New York when? August 4th. And it can't come fa- It can't come fast enough? Um, Basically. I mean, because I'm leaving to Israel right. August 5th, right. I'm actually going to be leaving for a few days from Ohio, from Columbus, Ohio, and then rejoining by the end of the trip. Wow. They kind of need to pack for Israel. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I think, you know, we made jokes before about how your mom's going to have to pack you, but you probably should come back at some point to buy some, like, you know, I don't know, whatever you need to go to Israel with. Yeah, I mean, it's packing for an entire year, so also spending time with my family and just getting stuff done before going to Israel. Yeah, it's probably important to get that stuff done. Yaakov, with a minute left, tell me, was all of this effort worth it? Absolutely. It's probably it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And there were definitely days that I wanted to quit, but it's an amazing experience. Well, again, as we've said this before, call a kavod to you. Tell people how they can donate and support your ride with the Friendship Circle. So you could go to bikeforfriendship.org backslash hawk to donate and check out the ride. Also over there is a link to my blog if you want to follow the trip. I haven't been posting as much as I should, but I assure you I have stuff from every single day to post. 
and that will be posted as soon as possible. I can't wait to read it myself, and I can't wait to hear from you when you're back, uh, when you're really back, before you go to Israel, even if we have to, uh, because you're leaving on a Monday, even if we have to pre-record a short interview, we'll do that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Pleasure, and uh, stay safe and cool. Thank you. I'm in. All right. Take care, Yaakov. You too. Bye. Yep. You're listening to That's Live here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thanks for joining me today. Let me go through the lineup so you know what not to miss. We have a full afternoon of programming. Right after this, we have an encore presentation of something to talk about. And Randy will return, please God, next week. Plus, of course, the OU, the Jewish Reaction. And then an encore of Spin Class Thursday Night Extravaganza, hosted by Nahum tonight, followed by an 8 p.m. stunt show, hosted by Mark Zamek. With a show from Camp Masora, Book of Life with Charlie Harari, an encore of his show with Jeremy Joseph, the director of Camp Morasha. It is a camp day here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network, followed by uh, Charlie Burnhout wrap- wrapping up the day. You should tune in all day. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 a.m., Nahum hosts JM in the AM, live here on the stream at NahumSiegel.com, JM in the AM.org, 91.9 and 90.9. You know that Malcolm's weekly update will return in a few weeks. Not, Malcolm has a high-level meeting tomorrow in Tel Aviv and will not be able to join, but uh, join Malcolm on the air. But he will make sure, please God, to get back in a couple of weeks. Followed by tomorrow, table for two. Naomi Nachman at 9 a.m. Don't miss Saturday Night Seagull with Avrami live here at 10 p.m. And of course, Sunday. Why are you making a face? Okay, Matis and JM Sunday. I don't know, you make faces at me. It throws me off my game. 7 to 9 on Sunday morning. We thank Matis for keeping us, uh, keeping us on, I should say, during the nine days, during the three weeks. He did a great, great job. My thanks to everyone who was involved in making this show happen. Not any thanks to the people from Verizon. If that means that we're fixed, though, that's something else. I'm all ready. I'm all ready. I know. Rummy's, Rummy's so good to me. He's just making sure everything is set. Um, I also want to make sure everybody knows that our Champions Gate programming begins next week. We actually have three shows coming from the Yeshiva University Conference in Orlando, Florida, known as Champions Gate. We will have Daniel Gordon doing a live stunt show next Thursday night at 8 p.m. from Orlando. Plus, Nachum will host JM in the AM Friday morning from Champions Gate, followed by a trumped, uh, I, should, I should say, a show that trumps Naomi. Mark Zamek will be hosting the stunt show at 9 a.m. next Friday morning. In an unusual time, he will take over the stream and bring you a stunt show with a very unusual, unusual theme that is all from Orlando starting next week, Thursday at 8 p.m. You won't want to miss it. I leave you today with Safam's Nachamu Ami. Because it's a classic, because it's Nachamu, it's Shabbos Nachamu, and because I'm corny. That's really what it's about. Happy visiting day to all those of you like myself, who are driving up on Sunday, you should know that Route 17 turns to one lane in either direction. Uh, it's not going to be fun for all of us, but we're all going to have to have a little bit of patience. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.